What is up my Sunlight Samurais? So I get this question a lot. If I use thyroid, will it suppress me? And the reason people ask this is because they associate it with the use of steroids. If you use steroids like andro anabolic androgenic steroids, testosterone, crinbolone, deco, those kind of stuff, those steroids do suppress you. So it inhibits the release of DNRH in the hypothalamus, luteinizing hormone in the pituitary, and it kind of like shuts down the testicles. That's why they get atrophy. And it shuts you down and you have to PCT to recover from that. And because people are aware of that, they associate the same thing is going to happen with their thyroid. So I want to talk about the testicular shutdown first, and then I'm going to mention the adrenal shutdown, and then I'm going to talk about the thyroid and how relevant is this? How much overlap is there? Is there really something to be concerned about? Okay, so first, testicular shutdown. If you use steroids, what steroids do you usually use? The hormones that is produced in the testes is pregnenolone, progesterone, a little bit of DHEA, testosterone, DHT, and a lot of metabolites in between. So there's a lot of things produced in the testes. Uh, it's not just one hormone. The testes doesn't just produce testosterone. And what are the steroids that people use? They use testosterone. So they don't use the first one that's produced, pregnenolone. They use a very downstream one, testosterone. Right, so that's the first thing to keep in mind. And when they use testosterone, it's not bioidentical. Bioidentical means the testosterone that you make is that you take it in a base, it's just unmodified. It's bioidentical, it's exactly the same that you make it. But people don't take bioidentical because the half-life of testosterone is so short and it's not anabolic because it's rapidly converted into other metabolites that not, that's not as anabolic as testosterone. So what they do is they put an ester on it that extends the half-life of testosterone and then they inject it to increase the bioavailability. And then the ester makes that your testosterone stays high for much longer. So that it doesn't convert as rapidly into other metabolites that you can actually get the anabolic effects of the testosterone. That's what people do. So first of all, it's a modified version of the natural steroid that you produce. Then it's also a downstream hormone. It's not the first one that you produce. And then the testosterone is not the only thing that people use. Oftentimes they mix it with SARMs and other synthetic steroids. So when you start dabbling with modified things and synthetic steroids, that's when you really start uh, kind of like down a harmful pathway because it's been shown that all synthetic steroids are harmful to the testes. They cause oxidative stress in the testicles and they shut the testes down so they shrink up. And then for some people that shrinkage is permanent unless they use HEG along with it and that can help to prevent the testicular shrinkage because HEG promotes the synthesis of all of the other more upstream hormones, pregnenolone, DHA, progesterone, those kind of stuff that prevent the shrinkage. There's an animal study that also shows that using high dose of pregnenolone can prevent testicular shrinkage induced by the use of steroids, but a lot of people have contacted me that when using steroids and they use high dose of pregnenolone, that hasn't stopped the testicular shrinkage, whereas HEG has. So you can try with pregnenolone, but uh, it might not work as good as HEG when you're on steroids. Okay, so the point is, synthetic steroids can cause testicular damage and atrophy. So this makes recovery more difficult. Now you have DNA damage and you have enzyme damage and protein damage and all kind of damage in the testes. So you're never back to the point where you were before you use steroids. And this is actually also, this might also be the case for testosterone. So a little bit of testosterone or enough testosterone has antioxidant benefits for the testes. But there are animal studies to suggest that higher doses of testosterone, like when you use steroids and stuff, can cause also testicular damage. 
but this is not as severe as using synthetic steroids. So the whole point is basically using synthetic steroids. Or if you go really bonkers with high levels of testosterone, that might potentially also cause problems, like oxidative stress and testosterone. So you get shrinkage and oxidative stress, and things don't work very good. Now, they've done studies that some people do spontaneously resolve their hypogonadism after they stop. So they spontaneously start producing androgens again after they uh, stop the steroids. And when people PCT, about 80% of people can recover. But there's still 20% of people that can't recover or don't seem to recover even when they use PCT. And this is potentially, this is influenced by a lot of things. What drugs you used, what dosages you used, um, the um, duration that you use the drugs on, and then what kind of PCT you do. So how much testicular shrinkage did you get, how much oxidative stress that the testers get, those kind of stuff. And another thing that you can do is to prevent... Uh, the damage of oxidative stress in the testis is to supplement a lot of taurine. So taurine is highly concentrated in the testis and it's one of the best antioxidants um, kind of like out there to, prevent, to protect against oxidative stress, especially against uh, the, um, oxidative stress induced by drugs in general, so SSRIs, antipsychotics, um, any kind of drug, and also synthetic androgens. So uh, supplementing maybe pregnenolone and taurine can be extremely helpful and perhaps a uh, uh, preventing testicular shrinkage and also protecting against the oxidative stress induced by the steroids. So people can recover between, um, usually when you look at anabolic androgenic steroids use studies, people can recover within three months or even up to over two years, they still don't recover. So it's very variable. Like how soon do you recover after anabolic steroids? It's highly variable. Some people don't even recover in two years. Some people don't even recover at all. Other people can spontaneously recover. Some people recover in three months. So this is variable. And I think it's very risky because you are playing around with synthetic steroids. And even if you're using just testosterone, it's not testosterone based. It's still a modified version of testosterone. So it doesn't work exactly the way that it happens, works in your body because it's modified. So it doesn't follow the natural rhythms, those kind of stuff. So the thing is like last, I'm going to talk about this last thing, is that when you use oral testosterone base, it's not very good at increasing testosterone. It like peaks it maybe for three hours or so. If you take it with a fat soluble uh, meal, not the fat soluble, but with a fatty meal, you can increase the absorption and the half-life is longer. So maybe like eight hours or something like that. But they found that testosterone is very rapidly metabolized into the 5-alpha-reduced steroids androsterone and androstanadiol and dione. Those are the complete androgenic pool. So testosterone is very effectively metabolized into those. So if you look at only testosterone, you're going to miss what's actually happening. But if you look at urinary androsterone, you will see that urinary androsterone is elevated for at least two days after using the oral testosterone. So it's not that it's useless, it's just converting into weaker anabolic steroids, and that's why people modify it. All right, so that is the whole thing about use of testosterone and suppression, because it's synthetic and it's modified, it can suppress you for a very long time, and it also causes oxidative stress in the testis, which can complicate things. So, okay, the adrenal glands. People use um, cortisol, also again, synthetic cortisol drugs to suppress inflammation and autoimmune conditions. This is the first thing doctors do. Like, I have an allergy, let's give you some cortisol, right? Terrible idea. That's a lot of side effects. And because it's also synthetic, it can also cause oxidative stress in the adrenal glands and cause adrenal insufficiency. And why this is important is because your adrenal glands produce not just cortisol, but a variety of different hormones. Pregnenolone, progesterone, but more so like cortisol, aldosterone, DHEA, and a few others. 
So now you use cortisol, you shut down the whole adrenal gland so you don't produce enough DHEA. And the DHEA to cortisol ratio is extremely important for uh, longevity, bone health, uh, gut health, bone health, like everything you can think of. Like the DHEA to cortisol ratio is what's extremely important. And when you use only cortisol, you crush that ratio and you harm the adrenals, you shut them down so that they don't produce DHEA. You cause problems with cortisol supplementation. And again, the reason why this is important is because people use synthetic cortisol and that can lead to adrenal insufficiency, obviously depending on the dose. But these people usually take six to 12 months to recover. They can recover their adrenals, but it takes six to 12 months. Why does it take so long? My um, hypothesis is that it's a synthetic uh, cortisol that they use. It's not a bioidentical, it's a modified synthetic one that causes a lot of damage to the body. And that's why it takes so long to recover. Okay, lastly, let's talk about thyroid. This is why you're here. What happens when you use thyroid? So a lot of people just use T4. And this is, this is fine because your body can convert what they need into T3. But in a lot of conditions, um, where you are excessively stressed, you don't have enough nutrients uh, to convert T4 to T3, you have too much estrogen, too much prolactin, you don't have sufficient conversion. So T4 still suppresses TSH, um, which is a good thing, I'll touch on that in just a moment, and you don't get enough T3. So that's a problem. So you, get, you don't get enough conversion to T3, so even though you look normal thyroid, you are actually still hypothyroid. So there's not enough T3 getting into the relevant tissue that you want the T3 to be in. All right, so, but when we talk about suppression of the thyroid gland, we're specifically talking about the reduction in TSH. This is what they're looking at. TSH is released by the pituitary to stimulate the thyroid to produce thyroid hormones. The first hormone that's produced is T4 and a little bit of T3, and the T4 is mostly then converted into T3 in relevant tissue. So this is important that testes produce pregnenolone first and then other steroids. The um, adrenal glands produce pregnenolone and then other steroids. The, the thyroid gland produce one precursor to T4. So it's kind of like the, the first hormone that's produced is T4 in the adrenal glands. So if you use T4, it's almost the same thing as using pregnenolone. And pregnenolone isn't suppressive at all. But uh, T4 is suppressive in the sense that it suppresses TSH. But let me talk about TSH. So the hypothalamus secretes TRH, which signals the pituitary to release TSH. Now TRH and TSH are inflammatory and they promote like inflammation in the liver, in the vascular system, in the bones, in the brain, everywhere, and you don't want inflammation. Inflammation is what's promoting aging. So you want low TRH and TSH. And one last thing is that elevated TRH stimulate the release of prolactin. So you don't want elevated prolactin. So you want to suppress TRH and TSH. That is something that you want to do, right? So now you give T4, and ideally T3 as well, so that the relevant tissue is taking up the T3, so that the tissue is not hypothyroid. Just because you're suppressing TSH does not mean that your tissue is having enough T3, because the circulating levels of thyroid hormone T4 and T3 can suppress uh, the thyroid to produce more, but it does not mean that your tissue are getting enough. So in the blood work, you can seem like, oh, I have enough thyroid hormone, like I'm suppressed, my TSH is low, it sh I should be normal, but when you go by symptom, it's like, well, I'm still hypothyroid. What's going on? Well, perhaps your tissue is not uptaking the T3 very effectively. All right, so there's one study that I could find that they stopped T4 supplementation. They used T4 for at least three months, completely suppressed their TSH, stopped, and they completely rebounded after six, week, uh, six days. So by using thyroid, you recover extremely quickly. 
six days at most. And these people were back to normal, the, how the normal thyroid is supposed to work. So yes, it does suppress TSH, which is something that you do want. And if you do decide to stop, you will rebound, rebound, like as in recover uh, to, uh, to where you were, kind of like in six days. But what does this recover mean? Recover means that let's say you were hypothyroid. Now you use T4, it makes you euthyroid. And when you stop, you recover back to hypothyroid. You, are, you know what I mean? So you're not recovering your natural synthesis, you're going back to where you were, which is a suboptimal state. With elevated TSH and prolactin and TRH, which is inflammatory and all kind of bad stuff. So there's another study that's found that people that stop thyroid hormones, about a third of them, remained euthyroid. So by using thyroid, you can actually resolve your hypothyroidism. But this occurred in only a third of the people. But keep in mind, these people did not also fix their lifestyle and diet. If you fix your lifestyle and the diet, and then use thyroid to overcome whatever is keeping you in a hypothyroid state, you have a much higher chance of using thyroid, recovering, stopping, and then remaining euthyroid. So, uh, if you are interested in the proper diet and lifestyle, I will discuss all of that in the Alpha Energy course. That is available. I will link that in the description for you guys. So I hope this makes this video makes it clear that the the whole idea of suppression is different between what you use. So the adrenal uh, the testicular axis is complicated because you're using synthetic steroids and at high doses. That's another important thing: high doses. The adrenal glands, the same thing. With the thyroid, you're not using high doses because you don't want to go into a hyperthyroid state. So that's something you want to balance it out. You want to get to normal symptoms. So that's kind of like you using TRT to get to a normal state. That's much better than using super physiological doses that bodybuilders do. That enhances the risk that they have. So suppressing yourself with thyroid, first of all, is a good thing. And if you recover, you're not recovering, you're going back to suboptimal state, right? So if you're hypogonadal and your testosterone is 200 and you use testosterone to go up to 800 and then you stop, you go back to 200, did you recover? Is that a good thing? No, because you were hypogonadal, you fix yourself and when you stop, you're going back to where you were. So yes, it is a patch, but it's still better than being at 200. So the same thing, if you're using thyroid, you can literally recover in six days if you decide to stop. Because I don't recommend people use thyroid for the rest of their lives if they want to. I don't want to use a supplement for the rest of my life. Use something, resolve your symptoms, and then slowly taper off and see if you can, you know, make it work without the thyroid. And you will not suffer long. You will not suffer thyroid atrophy, thyroid oxidative stress, thyroid damage, and you're you're just suppressing the bad stuff that's happening because too much stimulation of TSH can actually cause thyroid goiter, thyroid hypertrophy. So by resolving, by lowering TSH, you can stop that process. You can stop an autoimmune condition from happening. So yeah, it's more complicated than just suppressing is bad. In this case with thyroid, suppressing is good until you resolve your symptoms and you can get off of it. And then when you stop, you might remain euthyroid. But in some cases, people will go off and they will go back to a hypothyroid state. So they will need to be on thyroid for a little bit longer, um, sometimes for life, depending on like whatever is going on in their life. All right, I hope this video was helpful. I hope I made it clear. If you have any questions still remaining as to what the suppression might pertain, please let me know in the comments below and I will get back to you on that. And I hope you have a great day. Cheers, guys.